Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back at what we love doing more, I'll say almost as more, as much as we like uh, to do anything else. We love this show. Uh, we're your team. You just heard my recorded announcement. We're sitting here in the studio, ready for another live show. And uh, I was kind of thinking on the, in the car driving over the studio, I really feel that in addition to having fun on this show and imparting a lot of educational material, uh, I feel like we have a deeper purpose. And uh, I think maybe that's the reason I get a warm, fuzzy feeling every Saturday morning between 8 and 10. I hope some of you feel the same way. Um, we've got some regular listeners out there that uh, uh, have been with us for years and years. Uh, we have a, a team of vigilantes out there uh, that we're signing up as we speak. I was just looking at the logo. Stu was showing me the logo for our hats that we're going to supply, supply to Earl's vigilantes. And this is an exciting new concept that we came up a few weeks ago. And uh, it has the purpose is to have different people in different parts of the world uh, mainly the United States. We have them in Missouri and California and, of course, Florida, uh, other states. And people that are going to be representative of the Earl on Cars philosophy of trying to um, improve the way car dealers retail cars, basically. Uh, we want to be, we want to bring the car dealer's perception in the eyes of the public up from dead last on the Gallup Annual Poll on Honesty and Ethics and Professions up near the top. I don't say we have to be up there with the nurses and the doctors, but we'd like to be up beyond, at least above average. Right now we're dead last in the Gallup Annual Poll on Honesty and Ethics and Professions, and we have been for 50 years. That's about how long this poll's been conducted. Honesty and ethics is a pretty important thing uh, when you're dealing with a retailer, and the car dealer's image suffers a lot. So that's kind of a big purpose. Uh, you know, this uh, year of 2020 coming to an end shortly, and uh, the year of the COVID, uh, I think it's made a lot of us sit back and think, reflect on uh, what life is all about and all those deep issues and things. We think on Earl Stewart on Cars, uh, uh, we feel good about what we're doing. Um, we really believe that 2020 is a watershed moment and uh, a lot of things, the way uh, everything is done, the way uh, people invest, the way people live, where they live, how they live, uh, where they buy, how they buy, online, and the digitalization, I got that word out, I'll try it again, digitalization of the world, and uh, the uh, information explosion, big data, artificial intelligence. So uh, it's been an exciting ride. It's going to be a smoother ride in 2021. I'm looking forward to that. I know you are too. Uh, we'd love to have you call our show, text our show, Love to have you uh, 
tune us in on YouTube, uh, Periscope, Facebook, of course, the Old Fashioned Radio, and our Old Fashioned Radio number, 877-960-9960. And you can write it down because you might not have a question right now or a thought, but you will if you hang out with us for a while. We're here for two hours from 8 to 10. Uh, hang out for a while, you'll say, hey, I got an idea. And you won't have the number written down. So I'm going to ask you to write it down. 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Got a text number. And uh, last, I'm going to get out this anonymous feedback, but that's our most popular number for some reason. But the text is the old-fashioned text. I said, old-fashioned. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, I didn't know what texting was. Text number is 772-497-6530. Text is 772-497-6530. Love to hear from you. We've got Rick Kearney over here on my right. Rick has been with me as a auto dealer. I have to be fully transparent about this. I am a car dealer. You know, I kind of hate to admit it sometimes at a party. You know, I'd rather, sometimes I tell people I'm a shepherd or a, you know, I hate this because you gotta, once you tell somebody you're a car dealer, uh, then you get into it. You you're know? in that Christmas spirit right now. Yeah. <laughs> My what? In the Christmas, the alternate uh, <laughs> occupation with shepherd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so uh, I, I think that uh, I, I lost my train of thought. I was just talking about Rick, and the next thing I'm talking about is shepherd. I don't know what I'm talking about now. But uh, I do know that Rick Kearney uh, has been with me for, what, 25 years, right? Yep. And uh, I, uh, I guess when you started out, maybe you were a grease monkey? Uh, yeah, you could <laughs> almost call me that. And now he's an auto computer scientist. I mean, you talk about change. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about Rick, I'm talking about the industry. Cars have changed mechanically and electronically and computerization. And uh, they're complicated now. I mean, you can't pop the hood and look at it. I used to be able to pop the hood and pretend like I knew what was going on. Now when I pop the hood, I can't even pretend. Like I know what's going on. It's a great monolith. What's that, Rick? And you know, uh, today actually marks six years and three days since we started this radio show back up again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, we, we we started this for you new listeners. We've been on the air for 17 years. Then I got fired. Nancy and I got fired because the car dealers ganged up us on it, boycotted the radio station on advertising, and the general manager of the radio station came over to my office and said, "Hey." Uh, I'm sorry about this, Earl. We like it. We like the show. You had good ratings, but we're going to have to let you go because uh, economics is economics, and the car dealers have said they're going to cut off their advertising. And we were off the air for about a year and a half, and we came back, and that's what Rick's referring to, and we came back bigger and stronger than ever before. We came back because the radio station got sold, and uh, some people with some courage, and the current owners of this radio station, I salute them for their courage be honest, they're real journalists. They're not beholden to the advertisers to say what they what they say and do what they do. They tell it like it is, and I, I salute them for that. So we got a big, better show, two hours instead of a half hour. That time was an hour when we got fired. And now we're two hours, and we're on Saturday from 8 to 10. So uh, if you have any questions about anything automotive, I hesitate to use the word mechanical, because it's really computerization these days. Got a problem with your car? Call Rick, 877-960-9960. 
and he can tell you maybe how to fix it yourself at home without having to come into the dealership with wearing a mask or maybe go into a dealership where they don't wear a mask. You know, people don't like to come into crowded places. I don't blame you. And maybe Rick can help you out, tell you something. Hey, don't worry about it. It's not a problem. And if it is a problem, he'll tell you the best way to deal with it. 877-960-9960. I'm going around the table to my son, Stu Stewart. Uh, he's our uh, spy master, spy master general. Probably the most uh, in interesting thing we do is we spy on other dealers. I say that shamelessly. We, we spy. We sneak in once a week, pretend <laughs> to buy or lease a car. You make it seem so, so, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and we tell it like it is. I mean, uh, we, we got a doozy. I'm not even going to touch that. I'm going to let Stu tell you about it. I'm just going to tease it. I'm just going to tease it a little bit. All right. oh, so yeah. I get worried when I'm, I, I read the report. Um, I, I do usually try to do it midweek before the show, but sometimes it doesn't get done until later. Last night I was working on it until about 10 o'clock last night. So I get the report from our mystery shopper, Agent Lightning, and as I read, I have no idea what's going to happen. And uh, it's kind of funny how we, how we even wind up at the dealerships. We have a plan, and then things change, and we adapt, and we wind up at a different dealership. Yeah. So as I'm reading, there is... Um, a series of just, uh, it's not necessarily bad things that the dealer did, but just maybe some uh, problems with process, problems with uh, maybe competence, I don't know, but it's almost comical. So there seems to have been a breakdown in the system. So as, as we, as Earl reads the shopping report to you, uh, try not to laugh too much, uh, but it is a little amusing. At least I, I found it amusing. Yeah, it is. That was I, a good I thought, report. That was one of the most, and it's not going to be necessarily entertaining to our audience, but to me, it was immensely entertaining. I'll tell you about it when we get yeah. to it, but it is really one of the most memorable for us shopping reports uh, that we've done. Yeah. Then we found out, by the way, it is Coral Springs Nissan uh, down in Coral Springs, Florida, um, near Al Hendrickson Toyota, which we had mystery shop two weeks ago with, with Costco. And um, we realized later, I didn't know, Earl told me this this morning, we, we know the dealer, we know the owner of the dealership. We're, we're pretty good friends with the, their family, and it used to... Uh, they used to have Toyota. Well, I think they still have Toyota dealerships, but we used to um, be in a 20 group or a special meeting gr uh, group with them. So. Probably, yes. Yeah. Still, yeah, a surprise every week. Okay. And then uh, to Stu's right and to my left is uh, Nancy Stewart. Uh, Nancy Stewart has been with me from the very beginning when we were just with Seaview Radio and half an hour and begging for people to call the show and... Uh, and uh, just uh, struggling with enough material for half an hour. And then she evolved, and uh, we, we, we went to an hour, and that was good. Uh, we never thought we'd be to two hours, but uh, she's my co-host, and she's my wife, and uh, she's also a female advocate. Uh, we do something special in that area because, uh, let's face it, folks, uh, you read the papers, you, you, you read the news, uh, women still are not getting a completely fair shake out there, and uh, they know that, and they feel it, and they don't like it. And Nancy is their spokesperson, and uh, I'll just turn the mic over to Nancy. Tell, she'll tell you what she's doing to help the ladies out there. We'll get to that information in just a moment, but as our listeners know, callers are very, very important to the show. So we're going to go straight to Howard who's been holding patiently, and he is a regular caller from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. I hope you're all well. Hey, Howard. And uh, enjoying this beautiful weather. Uh, uh, my uh, grandson goes to uh, Binghamton University. It has 40 inches of snow. 
Mm. <laughs> it's the largest snowstorm uh, ever. Even, you know, Buffalo is supposed to, uh, take, you know, have more, but uh, Binghamton really, uh, uh, really did it well. Uh, thank God I'm down here. <laughs> All right, my, here's my question. Amen. Okay. And uh, I want to know why or, or when um, the... Let's talk about um, uh, Toyota. When did they change the style of the, of the, let's say, the Camry and the engine and the transmission? Uh, I know uh, 18, 19, 20 is the same car. Am I correct? The Camry did not change in 18, 19, and 20. That is correct. That's correct. Uh, yeah, over so, the body, yeah, the body, every, the main changes, uh, it was the same vehicle. Little minor changes here and there. Okay, my question is, when will it drastically change? Ah, that's a very good question. So Toyota doesn't really, like, give us, like, a long-term, like, a heads-up on these things. It used to be um, the turnaround time for new uh, design changes on cars. Passenger cars was five years, and trucks and SUVs was seven years. And since the Great Recession, um, that sped up. So we've been seeing um, about just under four years for cars, uh, that said, we're not entirely sure, but I would expect a design maybe in 2023. Uh, that would put us uh, around the four to five mark, five five year mark. And things also slow down with the pandemic this year, so I don't know how that um, uh, put crimps in the plans to develop new, you know, redesigned models. And Howard, there's also a huge effort toward the uh, ele electric uh, revolution. Uh, uh, the manufacturers are struggling to get a handle on it. Even Toyota struggling to get a handle on it. They were going the hydrogen fuel cell route for a while and they were one of the last to jump over to all electric but they did finally and uh, every uh, manufacturer has to make their choice where do they go huge huge change to all electric vehicles so the normal model change style change is probably going to be on the back shelf people are thinking now when do we do electric how do we do it and i'm thinking there's going to be a consolidation of models i can't believe that they're going to have electric everything anymore. I think you're going to find uh, there's, there's a, there was a proliferation of models before because that way they could flip back and forth. They got the SUV, they got the van, they got the small subcompact, and they and then there, there's so many different models. It's confusing to the public. I think you're going to see the models cut in half, and I think you're going to see mainly electric. So that's going to kind of put a, a new twist on everything. Rick had a point. Just a, a quick side note here. I read an article recently that said that Toyota has on the verge of announcing a electric battery for their new electric cars with a 300-mile range yep. at a 10-minute recharge. Uh -huh. I, I hasten to add that we are not an uh, infomercial for Toyota or a Toyota dealership here. So I, this is a complete, complete consumer advocacy show, and uh, we're here to help all makes and cars. There are a lot of cars out there. On the road, Toyota only sells about 15% of them. So 85% of our listeners are driving something else. Howard? My next question, uh, Rick read my mind. My next question was, uh, how can you get the charging rate, uh, you know, time down? Because uh, my friend puts his car uh, in my condo and it's in the charger, and he's there for hours. So uh, my next question is, how can you get it down? So let's say five minutes, and Rick just told me they got it down to ten minutes. It's, Howard, uh, it, it's easy. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, when you have, uh, look at what happened with uh, uh, COVID. 
Uh, the, it, it took something like, typically it would take 10, 15 years to do a vaccine. And when the COVID hit, we had one in a year, uh, less than a year. Uh, when you put the, uh, the, 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 the total resources of uh, scientific engineering community behind anything, it happens fast. And it always surprises us to the good side. Uh, uh, the, the, the recharging time on the battery is going to come down faster than anyone can think. And the longevity of the battery. You've already heard uh, Elon Musk talking about he has, he has designed a million-mile electric battery. So uh, who would have thought that? I, mean, yeah, I, I could have won a fortune in a bar bet that there would be one day a million-dollar a battery that would last for a million dollars, million miles in a car. And how will it take to recharge it? 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 1 minute, 30 seconds? I don't know, but it's going to happen fast, sooner than anyone can realize. Probably not in my lifetime, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, hey, Howard, uh, I've seen you running on the beach. It's going to be in your lifetime. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you, Thank Howard. you Howard. Merry Christmas. Okay. Give uh, us we're a back call at... Give us a call at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, earlier, early introduced me and uh, some of the things that I do. And uh, one of them is to, well, support the ladies and build a platform here for them help them to feel just a little bit comfortable uh, encouraging them to call. And, uh, you know, last week I had a nice chat with a female caller who did win $50, and uh, she mentioned to me uh, that um, most of the time, you know, guys like to get together and talk about vehicles. And uh, the percentages are a bit higher for the guys, and uh, that's understandable. And uh, today, uh, some women like to talk about it, but they're still a little bit hesitant. And I thanked her for that information. She says they're very, very much involved, she said, but as far as calling and expressing, you know, how they feel, well, they're a little hesitant. So, therefore, I encourage the ladies to give us a call. And uh, the reason, we have $50 for the first two new lady callers. Yeah, $50 for the first two new lady callers. And our number is 877-960-9960. And uh, we hope that you'll enjoy this next two hours. We have a lot of information and a lot of free information. And not only that, but because of the pandemic, there are places that you just don't want to visit and that is a dealership or a service department. And uh, Rick, Stu, Earl, myself, we have a lot of information to share with you. But as I always say, you make the show. You're an important part of it. So give us a call. That number again, 877-960-9960. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. Okay, let's get into the text on the YouTube. So we got a YouTube over here. Rick? Uh, Mark Ryan's asking, I've noticed many Chevrolet commercials recently that offer employee pricing or pay what we pay for everyone. 
How close to reality is this promotional deal? Well, it's always, uh, it's, of course, like anything else that car dealers do, it's been abused. And uh, employee pricing uh, means that you can buy it uh, allegedly for what the employee pays, but how much is the employee paying? Uh, we know car dealerships that charge their employees hidden fees. In fact, most of them do. Uh, if an employee of a car dealer buys a car, uh, they have to pay uh, the dealer fees, the hidden fees, and they pay a profit to the dealer. Uh, the manufacturers typically have a pretty good plan. Uh, Ford, General Motors, Toyota, I don't think Toyota has an employee. Yeah, they do. Southeast mm -hmm. Toyota has a deal for the uh, but it's only, yeah, distributor. Yeah. yeah, it's for their, but for their, they never offer it to the public. Yeah, yeah. it's to, to the employee. Yeah. So uh, if you can really buy a, a Ford for the Ford employee price, it's a, it's, it's a good uh, price. But it's not a good price for the deal is going to add the hidden fees. Yeah. In South Florida, the average hidden fee is over $1,000. So uh, you're paying $1,000 over the employee price, even though Ford tells you you're paying the employee price. Mm -hmm. Unless Ford enforces right. uh, the removal of the hidden fees, which they may say so, but they don't, you know, they're hidden. <laughs> That's the problem. Ford doesn't know they're there. Uh, certainly, uh, Ashley Booty, the Florida t Attorney General, uh, doesn't know they're there, or she knows they're there, but she doesn't care. But that's another story. Yeah, and if it comes from the dealer, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. If it's a, you know, if you see it on a national ad, or if it looks like on Ford's website yeah. or GM's website, employee price it. means nothing if it's a dealer yeah. price. Yeah. Yeah. If it's coming from the dealer, trust me, <laughs> it ain't the employee price. Well, it no. might be. Who knows? No. <laughs> Any text or uh, anonymous feedbacks? Hey, we'll start with anonymous feedback. Uh, I'll go to the most recent and go older. Uh, Hold on, we we haven't talked about the anonymous feedback. We have new listeners. We have we keep forgetting we have new listeners. Anonymous feedback is exactly what it sounds like. There's a company called Incognito, and they do anonymous feedback um, platforms for companies. And uh, we've elected to adopt the platform. And you just go to uh, youranonymousfeedback.com, Y-O-U-R, anonymousfeedback.com, and we can't tell where it came from. So people like that, the cloak of anonymity. You can have that. We just did it for people that might be real shy or real angry or want to say something real tough. Turns out a lot of normal people are using it. It's mm -hmm. become our most popular platform. So Steve's yeah. about ready to read one right now. Yeah, and I, I think uh, some people use it uh, not because they're going to ask something controversial um, or offensive, even though we do get those as well. Uh, sometimes they want, they're, they're going to ask a question maybe they're too embarrassed to ask. Maybe it seems like a simple, like a dumb question. Yeah, people don't like to sound dumb, and yeah. they're not dumb. No, there are no so, dumb questions. So this because, is a great forum for this. Yeah, exactly. And, for, for example, the most recent one that came in, and it's not a dumb question, but I could see somebody, you know, maybe one wouldn't want to bring this up in conversation, but it says, how come they don't make cars with removable windshields so you can take them out on nice days? And at first, I, I laughed when I read it. I thought it was a joke, but th they do, and, and Jeeps do this. I, I, you can, they fold down, right? Like on some of these like off-road vehicles, like so you can get splashed when you want to feel that mud in your face. <laughs> they used to. I don't know if the newer Jeeps still have the fold-down windshield. Well, I, I saw pictures. I don't know the years, but I saw it look like somewhat like recent models. With yeah, my uh, guess with would be it'd be a real challenge from safety, uh, depending on the safety standards, uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Uh, the rollover test, the side crash test. Uh, you could certainly have a removable windshield if it could pass the test, but that yeah. would be uh, right. probably very expensive. You to probably build wouldn't one. want to ride on the Turnpike or I-95 yeah. with that. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I can see your motivation. It's been beautiful out the last few days. You're driving around thinking, man, it would be nice to feel a breeze right on my face. I'm going to kick this windshield out. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you from having ridden a motorcycle for many years, 
the difference between riding a bike with a windshield and without a windshield, the, the wind factor at highway speeds, it, it's aggressive and it's pounding on you. It makes your face feel fuzzy. Just having a simple windshield on a bike makes a big difference. Absolutely. All right, moving along. The next one. Uh, I just wanted to commend you for offering special hours for seniors to help limit our exposure to coronavirus. Mm. I don't believe there are any other car dealers or service shops that do this. With the alarming surge with COVID, this makes me and my husband very comfortable. Thank you. Very good. An another well, one. Well, I'll just comment on that is the fact that we, and with Costco was a big fan. You know, we, we love Costco, and we recommend the Costco auto buying program. And our mystery shop today uh, was uh, based on the Costco auto buying program. And we copied Costco on the on the uh, seniors' hours. Uh, Costco, I think we're, we're one of the originators. And if you're yeah, if you're if you're 60, uh, 60 plus, uh, any weekday at Costco uh, between uh, eight and ten, okay. uh, you can go in and as they block off Costco strictly for sixty plus people, they check you, they card you when you go in the door to be sure uh, not only you're a Costco member but you are sixty plus. And the only people in there are mask wearing, everybody else wearing masks. And you don't have any millennials running around with their mask halfway down or no mask or any of that nonsense. You're all seniors in two hours, they're gone, and then they admit the other people in. So we copied that, and uh, thank you very much for the compliment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was another one of uh, the recovering car dealers' great, great ideas. And I hope that uh, everyone else uh, that's, uh, you know, got a place of business will follow suit. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. Yeah, I saw that um, I was reserving a, a rib roast <laughs> for Christmas. And Whole Foods offers, I didn't realize, offers hour, early hours for seniors only. So... If you're going to shop anywhere, check their website out first and see if they do mention it on their webpage because it's yeah. it is a good thing. Yeah, great. Yeah, idea. Whole Foods also restricts the number of people in the, in the grocery store. So yeah. you go to Whole Foods. Uh, Nancy and I stumbled across it, and we and I said I don't want to wait in line. And there was about nine or ten people. We got up there, and boom, boom, boom. Uh, we moved in social spacing in the line, and bought me in there. And you got in there. There's just a, a few people in there. So I salute Whole Foods and all the other responsible businesses in the country that are taking the responsibility to take care of their customers. Mm -hmm. Great idea. Uh, folks, we're going to go to the uh, phone lines, and uh, Marty from West Palm Beach is holding. Good morning, Marty. Hi. Hi, how are you? We're well, thank you. Uh, my question is, if you have Toyo Guard Platinum on your car, and you come in for service after your two-year 25,000 miles is up, is that automatically indicated by your VIN that you get the two extra oil changes and the four tire rotations? It should be, Marty. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, this is uh, the Toyo Guard uh, Platinum Plus is not a Toyota product. Uh, it is something that was uh, invented by the Toyota distributor in the southeast. Southeast Toyota Distributor, LLC. Uh, this is where we get our cars. Uh, we choose not to equip our cars with this because we think it's overvalued. Uh, $699 is what you paid for it. And the value, I would say, is maybe, uh, what would you say, Stu, $100? No, no, it's a little bit more. It's like, two, it's like maybe $260, $250. Yeah. Um, if you use all the rentals, because there's rentals in there, too, so there's yeah. a little gray area. You're paying $700, and you're getting about a third of that in value. 
Uh, uh, so we don't recommend it. But if you have it, they will know you have it, and you get uh, basically what uh, a couple of oil changes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the value uh, in service uh, for the last two years is about a hundred and. Yeah, I'll also say just watch out when they say it covers all your service. Um, typically, at the end of the, during this period, you have a thirty thousand mile service, which is more than an oil change in a tire rotation, yeah. and it doesn't cover that. So it, it doesn't cover all the services, yeah. but it co covers a lot of it. But like Earl said, you're paying you're paying more for that than the actual value of the individualized services. So it's not, it, or it, at best, it's a break even. So it's if you're buying a Toyota, we recommend you don't get it. That's what we're saying. Yeah. But they'll probably well, have let me to, ask you that. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If you got it on the car, yeah. and you got it, let's say, from another dealership, but I do, all, but you could do all your service at your dealership. Yeah, they'll know. Will you automatically know. honor it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. All Toyota dealers in the Southeast will honor it. Yeah. Well, actually, any place. Okay. You could take it to, I, I, believe, I believe Toyota will cover it even if you take it to an independent, I think. I'm not sure, yeah. but probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. You're welcome, Marty. Keep listening. 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6530. And uh, Linda from Georgia would like uh, to ask Rick about the 2016 Highlander, and uh, she'd like to uh, increase the uh, lighting on the dash. And uh, I suggested to her that maybe she should go to her manual, uh, but the print is so small, and uh, she thought that you could give her the short version. Uh, the 16 Highlander, you'd need to check the owner's manual, but there will be an adjustment to increase the brightness on those illumination of the combination meter. If it's already at maximum, then that's pretty much the best you're going to get. You can look into the idea of an outside shop that might install some extra LED lighting that would help improve that. Just watch out for any reflections that might blind you from it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Linda, I hope that, uh, well, uh, I hope we answered your question. And good luck with, uh, you know, lighting up that dashboard so that you can see it. Uh, but when all else fails, the manual Always the manual. And there's also YouTube. Uh, you go to YouTube, you put in there, I want to increase the luminosity, the light on my 2016 Highlander, and there'll be about 25 YouTubes. And, yeah. uh, I have 25,000. Yeah, what be a great some, way to go. There'll be some guy there going step YouTube. by step by step, showing exactly how to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, well, we actually have Linda on the phone ah. right now uh, from Georgia. Welcome, Linda. Hi, Nancy. How are you guys? We're well, thank you. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, I, you tell me to read the manual. The, the, the print is so small. I can't see it. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I I put cheaters over top of my regular glasses to try to, to read something, but it's, you know, it's a little bit difficult. That's why I was asking the question. So, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all right. I'm trying to pull it up right now on the owner's manual myself see if I can get it up here real quick for you I'm gonna okay. guess I'm gonna guess real quick there's there's a because my wife has driven Highlanders for years there is a little uh -huh. rolling knob and I'm not sure if it's on this year um, it'll be on the left side of the dash and uh, you roll it forward to eliminate the dash and roll it back the reason uh, Nancy and Rick were suggesting the owner's manual which I agree is too too small to read 
is that there's a different way to to light up the dash. It's different on every model, so it's like uh, it's it's really hard. It's not like a universal thing. Yeah, some of the newer ones, yeah. the, it's actually a knob that's on the combination meter. Yep. Mm, okay. Earl had the best suggestion, Linda. Uh, YouTube say 2016 Highlander dash lights. I guarantee you'll find it. It'll, it'll be the very first thing that comes up. Best way to go, Linda. Thank you for okay. the call. No, thank you. Do you yeah. have any other questions? Mm, no, think so. Okay. Well, so thank much. you so much for listening. Uh, I thank know that you. you are a regular viewer of the show. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, you too, sweetheart. You guys too. Hi, Linda. Thanks. Okay. We're going to go back to Stu. Yep. He's got a lot of text stacking up. Yeah, so last week uh, Earl mentioned uh, Cal Worthington. Uh, he was a car dealer in the 50s in California. He was one of these early pioneers of, uh, of TV advertising, which today when you say that, you're like, well, everybody advertises on, on TV. But uh, back in the 50s, when TV was new, uh, some smart car dealers and creative car dealers jumped on the on the, that thing and started doing these commercials. And what set them apart was, back then commercials were pretty straight. You know, they just say, "Here's the product. Here's what it does." He put did these entertaining commercials with animals and tigers jumping on cars, and he became a, you know kind of a, an icon. Anyway, I and brought that, that up because Frank from Jupiter Farms and those earlier commercials, a lot of people didn't realize were live. Yeah, they weren't video they yeah. were filmed <laughs> right. they did it live which makes it even more astonishing because yeah. he was having circus tigers uh, full-size cats yeah. uh, jumping from hood to hood I, after the show i went and watched these commercials too and that's what frank did so he texted us he said he's laughing like a fool you're watching the cal worthington commercials bringing back a lot of memories he said in the late 70s he was at pilot school at the air force in phoenix and he saw several of the commercials so he wanted to thank you for, for uh, refreshing his memory, brought him, brought him some good <laughs> memories. But yeah, I watched about a dozen of them, and the guy was, it's very old fashioned from our point of view, but the guy was, was cutting edge. Well, Jim Moran, uh, the father of Southeast Toyota from Chicago, who used to be the largest Ford dealer in the world, largest Hudson dealer in the world, uh, he used to do live commercials. They were like three minutes long. And uh, he, would, uh, he, he used to like to swim, he'd do it by, by the pool. And he was Jim Moran, the courtesy man. How many of you old timers out there remember Jim Moran, the courtesy yeah, man up from in Chicago? Chicago. Yeah. And he would get up there by the edge of the pool in his uh, speedos, and he would do his commercial, <laughs> and then he would dive in the pool and swim a lap. I mean, the, the commercials back in the early days of TV were really interesting. That's very right. much you so. sent us a very interesting one a, a modern one yesterday of a uh, at least in the last few years just a crazy okay. some it, it reminded me it was just like a guy being goofy on camera it reminded me of those old-fashioned car dealer <laughs> commercials um yeah. how okay. about our old local hero chuck curcio oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. kingdom hmm. and the betting barn that was another crazy one yep all right this is from lewis a text that came in it says hi i've seen a video on youtube from earl stewart talking about how you can get rid of a lease early and even make a profit. I'm in a crappy situation for monthly payments, monthly car payments, and I was wondering if I could get some help from you, like what to do and how to get rid of my lease early. I have a 2019 Honda Civic Coupe, and the monthly payments are $587 a month. Wow. Um, any advice or help? Thanks in advance, if so. Well, the fact is, it's very difficult, and it's, you're, this is a, my suggestion is a desperation move. There are a few ways, but it's a long shot. Uh, one way is that you were lucky enough when you leased the car to buy a particular uh, model at, at the right time that happened to spike in value beyond what the lessor 
speculated or calculated to be the residual value, the value of the car at the end of the lease. If you got lucky, sometimes you go out and find out the market value is actually higher than the uh, op purchase option value. So you exercise your purchase option, turn around and sell it, and you can actually get out of the lease and maybe even make a few bucks. But it's kind of like winning the lotto. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. And there's another way to get out of a lease, and that's called, uh, well, you, there are companies, one of them is called Swaplease. Swaplease, yes. Swaplease.com. Uh, there's an app for that. They're a legitimate company. They've been around for a while. And they try to match people that want to lease a car uh, at a savings for the first, uh, you know, maybe a two-year lease. It was originally a three-year lease. They find a guy with a three-year lease that's fed up with a car after two years, and they put them together. But that's another challenge because a leasing company has to accept you as a new lessee, and it's difficult. So uh, third-party uh, matching like swap a lease, and the long-shot possibility you might be able to sell the car for more than the option price to purchase, uh, those are the two long shots you have to get out of the lease early. Uh, the reason I sound a little negative on this is I am a car dealer, I am a Toyota dealer, and I get calls all the time from people saying, you know, I really like that new model that came out. I've only leased this car for a year, a year and a half. Can I get out of the lease? And I tell them, the chances are about one in a million you'd be able to get out without costing you a lot of money. You have to be careful because the car dealers will tell you the exact opposite. You go into any car dealer, you got a 36-month lease, you've been in the, in the vehicle for, say, 18 months or less than maybe two years, and say, can I lease another car from you? You say, sure, no problem. We'll, we'll make your lease payments for you. Yeah, they make your lease payments for you. You owe 12 lease payments on a 36-month lease that you only made 24 on. So they'll take those 12 payments and they'll add them to the lease capitalized cost of the car that you want to lease or add it to the price of the car you want to buy. You're paying for the lease payments that you didn't pay for. You're paying for them anyway. They're just hidden in the price of the new car you bought or leased. So you're stuck. When you sign on the dotted line of lease for a 36-month lease, you have to make 36 payments one way or the other. Very good point. A lot of twists and turns when it comes to a lease. You really have to educate yourself. And uh, a lease is a great option for some people. Uh, earlier, I mentioned uh, to the ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Uh, share your experience with us. Uh, did things go as you planned? Did you come in for service? Uh, we would love to hear from you. $50 for the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9960. Speaking of callers, we're going to go to Geraldine, who is calling us from Stewart. Good morning, Geraldine. Good morning. Can we help you with anything this morning? Or do you have yes, information have, for us? <laughs> I have a question. I bought a car from your dealership, mm -hmm. and I've been notified that it's time for its one-year service, but I have not been able to get there yet, and I want to know if there's a time frame when I have to get there um, from the one year to um, avoid voiding warranty. Geraldine, that's a common question I'm getting these days, and the answer is no, there's not a, a rigid time frame. There's a general time frame because you want to take care of your vehicle and you want to be uh, able to say you adhere to the owner's 
uh, manual recommendations. But during this COVID time, a lot of people are nervous about coming in. Uh, there are a lot of options, and you know, in in some in some cases, uh, dealers, including my dealership, we pick up uh, and uh, do the service and deliver the car back, so you don't have to come in the dealership. Uh, we can also give you an extension, and I say we. Uh, there, there are certain things that you you do to maintain a car that are not rigidly necessary. Uh, whether you get an oil change that's due in one year, if you get the oil change in 14 months and instead of 12, or even 15 or 16 months instead of 12, that's not a problem. As long as you have the oil change, uh, you should have your tires checked, rotated and balanced. Uh, if you let it go for a couple of months, that's not so bad. Uh, safety items, and tires are a safety item, you should be careful about your tires. They should be inspected. Uh, you live in South Florida, we have a lot of construction. There's a lot of uh, stuff and debris in the roads. You could have a nail or, or a screw that came in the sidewall. A lot of things can happen to a tire. So you should have somebody, it doesn't have to be the dealer, uh, somebody close by, uh, inspect your tires, check the inflation. You should check those at least every 30 days for, in for inflation. Oil is not a big deal. Oil changes, uh, whether you have it at one year or 18 months, isn't going to make much difference and it will not be held against you uh, in terms of your factory warranty. The manufacturers understand and the dealers understand. And Geraldine, so much like uh, Earl mentioned just now has changed because of the pandemic and uh, him suggesting that you check your PSI, the pressure in your tires is really, really important. You can find somebody to, to m maybe do that, or you may, may be able to do it yourself if you've got a pressure gauge. I check my pressure tire because, uh, well, <laughs> a little punt on words here, it holds a lot of weight, and uh, you'll be replacing your tires more often if that uh, pressure is not correct. Have we answered your questions? Yes, you have. Thank you so much, and Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas you, to you, Geraldine. Geraldine, and thank you for calling. And uh, give us a call again, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to Ben, who's calling from the very, very cold Pennsylvania. Hello. Hey, uh, Earl, can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, yes. Ben. Okay, you're right. It's cold. We still <laughs> have about a half a foot of snow here that we're, uh, we're slowly oh, melting off. Uh, anyway, I'm calling about uh, really to thank Earl and uh, everyone uh, about what I've learned. I'm a longtime podcast listener, uh, so I don't listen to you typically live. I listen to you over the course of the week in my car mm -hmm. about uh, everything I've learned about helping buy a car because I was able to apply it uh, twice over this past, uh, well, Great. summer and uh, fall uh, for helping my daughters purchase two cars. My one daughter bought a used car, and my other daughter bought uh, a new car. Um, specifically, some of the things I, I learned along the way, uh, I, I used uh, the, the Costco auto buying program for the, for the new vehicle. And uh, you know, after my oldest daughter had shopped around and decided what make and model specifically she wanted, I, I, and she went to like a dealership or two just to get their cost, she, you know, we, we then went to like through the Costco program, and uh, we went to uh, you know look look at a, that particular dealer, and you know we found out that their their price was an excellent price. You know, I think the what they were giving at that time when they showed us the sheet was roughly three hundred dollars less than invoice. 
so, you know, we found out what the out-the-door price was. She wasn't quite, like, sure about, like, the color at that time because it was a night, and she wanted to, you know, just hold off until that weekend. Mm -hmm. So uh, that night, I, I emailed a, a dealership that I had been working with, like, for my last two Mazdas I purchased, just to see, knowing that they would really given me, like, good pricing before. And without any prodding whatsoever, they came in at, like, well, I won't give you the exact number, but it was, but it was well... It was less than $500, less than the Costco price. And I said, wow, that's, that's really surprising, knowing how much less it is than the MSRP and the invoice. Mm -hmm. So it, was, it worked out well. She went that, this past weekend and, and purchased the car, and uh, it was a, a really good deal. Fantastic. Now, let me be clear. You, you, you found another dealer that had a, a much lower price than the Costco price? Or did she buy yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's, that's I mean, I've heard you preach that yes, yes, the Costco yes. price is always like the lowest price of that particular dealership, but it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that another dealer won't, won't exactly. beat it. And exactly. In, found, in fact, what, after the, the deal was, was done, the, the, uh, the salesman you know, yeah. confided in me and said, well, the reason he, he gave you such a good price was because she's, well, she now lives in the city. So yeah. he was saying that, uh, you know, he was, he's the owner of the dealership, sort of saw her as like a gravy sale, someone like a little bit extra that was out of his territory, that if he could sure. get it, you know, that'd be all the better for them. So that was why it was so much less uh, for her, even like below the Costco price. Well, that's, that's an excellent story and a very good lesson. In fact, our mystery shopping report uh, uh, at the end of the show is on another Costco shop. And it, it reinforces the need to always use the ultimate weapon of the consumer. The car buyer's ultimate weapon is competition. And whether you get a Costco price or a true car price or an advertised price uh, by a dealer, uh, you always get at least three competitive prices. When mm -hmm. you go, the car dealers are insanely competitive, and I'm one of them. I'm insanely competitive. Uh, you use that competition that we have to, that, that, that really envelops the car dealers against them. And you, you go to three Chevrolet dealers, and you go from A to B to B, you say to Chevrolet B, I just was at Chevrolet A, dealer A, and this is his price. Boy, I tell you, he's going to beat that price. And then, then you go to Chevrolet C, and he's probably going to beat the price you got on A and B. That's how insanely competitive. And even Costco or TrueCar, uh, you should always shop that price. So uh, thanks, Ben. That's a great story, and I, I hope you stay warm in PA. Okay. Nope. Thank you very much, Earl. Have a good uh, have a good holidays then. Same Thank you, you Ben. Merry Christmas. Right. Uh, we are going to go back to Stu and uh, share some text with the audience. Okay. Uh, let's see. We just read Frank's. We'll jump up to this one here. It says, "Oh, I know someone must have asked this question before, but can someone tell me what those rubber plugs that come in the glove box of my new Camry? No one at the dealership seems to be able to tell me." And that's from John in Nashville. That's a Rick question right there. Those are actually body plugs. Uh, on the unibody frame of the car underneath, there's openings for where they can put in hooks to tie the car down on the rail cars when they're being shipped. And what you'll do with those little plugs is put them in on those frames, but it's really recommended only for the northern states to try to keep road salt and snow from getting up inside there and, and dust and debris. Here in Florida, we get so much rain and water, we really don't recommend installing them that often because it allows the water then to drain back out 
and not sit in those frame rails that, where it can get inside there. So why wouldn't they put those plugs in an envelope with the description and explanation you just made printed on the envelope? <laughs> you would simple. think. <laughs> why why, why so don't you simple. send that to Toyota and put that in your... You know, well, there, there actually is on the what's called the pre-delivery inspection form that when the, the PDI is done, uh -huh. which all our cars are done at SE, uh, Southeast Toyota, they are supposed to install those. And it's on that form with the instructions to install them. But even though in a Florida, lot of places it, don't it, do it. Well, even in Florida, you just said we're not supposed to do it. Well, we, we generally recommend not to. Simply to allow, because if water well, gets I'm in there, that. it'll hold it. Well, that, shouldn't we have a dialogue with Toyota about that? I wonder if there is now, because... Might not be a bad idea. Okay. This is the first time, I can't remember the last time a customer has, has asked about that. Maybe well, they're, maybe they're well, marketing yeah, but, them. They're, they're, they're getting look, a lot better either putting the them in or not The problem still hasn't been solved. So well, here we yeah. have, uh, well, uh, our, either we're wrong yeah, and we're not putting the plugs in, in which case, shame on you, Rick, or... Uh, Toyota's wrong, in which case, shame on Toyota. We're in, we're in a different distributor, so we have a different, uh, dis they're doing it different places doing the PDI. He's in Nashville, so maybe they're doing it wrong in, in, yeah. in SET. I'll, I'll tell you why they're not putting them in there, because it takes too long, and you're getting paid by a flat rate hour, and if you have to spend an extra 20 minutes putting these plugs in, which probably nobody will notice, you just don't do it. So my guess is they're not being put in because we they're trying to save time, and they should put, put them in. But it's Rick's right. Uh, because it's better to have them in areas where it rains a lot. We'll we'll check that theory and all see. I was, what, yeah, yeah, all I was suggesting was that either they're taking them out of the car now, or they're um, they're notifying the customers properly because it's been about ten years since one of our customers had said, "Hey, what are these plugs?" Yeah. Okay, know. folks. People don't so notice them. I, you know, I, I if I notice them, I just throw them away. Yeah, I, was, I used to get asked all the time. I used to wonder about when I started selling cars too. I didn't even know what they were. As you just heard, folks, so uh, we're here with an endless amount of information, and, and uh, confusion, you can uh, a lot of confusion. You uh, mm. you can find it right here at Earl Stewart on Cars, and we certainly enjoy your company. Any questions? Give us a call at eight seven seven nine six zero. 9960. We're going to go out to Jupiter Farms and talk to Frank, who is a regular caller. Good morning, Frank. Well, good morning to you all. It's um, always a pleasure to hear your station and listen and um, learn some information and hear some the shopping reports. Obviously, always great. I got to give you a little update about a Ford truck I have. I have a 2018 F-150, and um, the battery went out a few weeks ago. And I decided to go all the way up to Fort Pierce, that way where you had mystery shop that one time with Vern. And um, it was such a nice dealership and experience. But it was a five-plus-hour wait while they test your battery to see if they're really going to replace it under warranty. But, um, yeah, that was, you know, Crazy. I was there. I was captive audience. But I did get to speak to that salesman who was actually very happy. I just sold six cars the day before. Hmm. I mean, six Six deliveries in one day must have been kind of a happy paycheck that week. Oh yeah. So, um, and then he has a best thing to say about your dad, about Earl. He says, "I really admire Earl Stewart. He walks the talk, and um, or, or talks the walk. No, walks the talk. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, he he was actually. I mean, usually when we mention Earl Stewart's name, uh, the the reaction is not at all pleasant. So that's good to hear. But, I mean, it's, so, I mean, it's good I, to hear that someone's saying some nice things, but yeah, does usually that, does that negative. mean I can take off my Kevlar vest? Nope. Not there yet. you go. <laughs> um, but here we, we're going to come up to what transpired yesterday. 
um, with that truck. Uh, on Wednesday, I, I used the truck to tow a travel trailer down to Burns Road and have it do a six-month check, and everything went well. And then Thursday, I got in the truck to go pick up a piece of furniture, and the steering wheel wouldn't, wouldn't turn. The steering wheel had just stopped. I mean, it was like, you got to be kidding. There's only 4,800 miles on this truck. How come the steering doesn't work? Um, so it says service required. So, okay, I call a couple of dealers. I actually bought that truck up near Melbourne where I retired out of the Air Force. And that's too far to take it back. So none of the dealers would just take the truck because I didn't buy it there. Even though it's a Ford product. Um, Molomax, uh, the one up in uh, Stewart, did what? Um, I know Molomax is in North Palm Beach, I think. Oh, I know. And I live in Jupiter Farms. Oh, they yeah. said, well, if you didn't buy it here, yeah. we, we don't have time to service it under warranty. Okay. So anyway, I, is that something that's now kind of going around with the dealers that if they, you didn't really buy a car there, you, you can't bring in for the factory warranty? No. Now that uh, used to be back in the day because many years ago, the manufacturers paid very, very little for warranty work. And uh, the actually, dealers actually lost money. And then the dealers... Uh, got up in arms and did a lot of lobbying and got some laws in, and now we get paid uh, a lot of money when we do warranty, and we love to do the warranty work, so I'm surprised that someone wouldn't jump on a warranty repair. Well, it finally got down to, I guess, Al Hendricks on military, because they, and then they get, I, t I called Ford, the Ford Roadside Assistance at 10 in the morning yesterday, and only towing was supposed to come and get the truck. Mm -hmm. And I waited patiently, hour after hour after hour, and they finally showed up at four o'clock. Six hour wait. Oh my god! Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and and this is what here's where it gets a little comical. This is not just sitting there complaining. I would call back to Ford Roadside Assistance, and of course they're all over the country. They may be answering in their home in Texas or Arizona or who knows where. And you know what their excuse was? It's due to the snowstorms. The tow trucks are tied up due to the <laughs> snowstorms. <laughs> One's a thousand yeah, miles from here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm saying I'm in South Florida, but anyway. So it's um, it's a uh, just, just check the area code when you called. <laughs> yeah, the roadside assistance that you buy or it comes with a car, the rest of it is usually crappy. I mean, I, uh, I every time this comes up, I think about AAA, and uh, it's it's a value. Uh, they're relatively competent. Uh, they're not perfect, but if you're looking for roadside assistance, a lot of people feel comfortable with that. Uh, you can American Automobile Association roadside assistance to join the the club, and uh, they're they're pretty competent. They do a good job. Yeah, it, that's that's a sad thing. I do have AAA for the last forty years, okay. but I was I was trying to keep from using one of my toes, which I don't ever use anyway. Uh -huh. And in retrospect, I said, "Boy, here you're you know really blew it." But and here's something for um, uh, is it Rick, the guy that does the um the, the servicing. I did something kind of unique yesterday. I did. I had to add some water to the battery for the travel trailer, and it's a tough to get in there, and it's hard to see. And I said, "Boy, you know, you use a little funnel, or you use this or that." And I came up with what I thought was relatively ingenious. Mm -hmm. I took a, a syringe and and took the water up like that. Or I guess if you want to go into the kitchen, if you have one, an old baster thing like you baste mm -hmm. your cooking with. So you do that with a syringe. You don't drop any water in the battery or in the battery compartment. You just fill it up slowly that way, and it's just um, a, a unique little thing that I I came across myself yesterday. Which I thought I'd share. So anyway, I've used that I've trick many that. times. Oh. Oh, okay, <laughs> I had a feeling <laughs> yep. that the smart people would have. So anyway, you, 
Um, that's about it. I'll let you guys go. It was Nancy's birthday last Saturday, and it's kind of funny. A few Saturdays before it was mine, so it's funny how they all landed on a Saturday this year. So <laughs> you guys take care, and I thank you for talking about Cal Worthington. I, I actually had a, a, a hoot laughing because I remember seeing those commercials and oh, yeah. <laughs> his dog spot and everything. And it's, anyway, you guys are great. I'll let you get back to thanks, Frank. But have like a good weekend. That was the fu- that was the Thank funny so part much, with Frank. with Cal Worthington. It was like he started. I think he started off with a dog, and it was his dog spot. And then yeah. he started replacing it with more and more exotic animals. Yeah. He had a gorilla it was his dog spot. Yeah. Tiger was his dog spot. That yeah. was funny. All right, do you want to get some get to some texts? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. According to Toyota salespeople, the new Venza has a special moonroof that can switch between clear and opaque. I am skeptical, Rick. Is this true? And if so, how is that possible? Magic. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> it's electro something. Uh, electro... Uh, Electrochromic. Electrochromic, okay. Yeah, there's a current. And I've seen this before. Actually, there was a, uh, there was a restaurant in West Palm Beach uh, called uh, Sloan's Ice Cream. And, still uh, there, still got it. They're still there. So they have a, a bathroom, and you look at the bathroom, you're in the store, and you see a toilet sitting there through clear glass. You go in there, you lock the door, and the glass suddenly becomes opaque white, and you can't yep. see through it. And what happens is while there's uh, electricity running through it, it's clear. When they cut off the current, it goes all opaque. And so right. I guess they did the same thing in the, in the yeah. moonroof. Yep. Great idea. It's pretty, it's pretty clever. It does look like magic. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Next one. I'm online all the time looking up ways to best take care of my car, a 2017 Mustang. Uh, what kind of oil to use? Tread rating? What kind of wax? Etc. It occurred to me recently that I don't really t- need to know all this stuff. I have a good relationship with my Ford dealer. If I had a good relationship with my Ford dealer, which I do, and trust them, shouldn't I just stop obsessing about all this stuff and let them take care of my car's needs? I think you're doing the right thing, an educated consumer. You, you might know more about the best oil than your dealer. Your dealer's going to sell you the oil that the Ford tells them to sell. And usually it's the best product. I mean, you, Ford, um, you know, OEM, the parts manufactured by the manufacturer of your car, are usually the best parts to use on your car. But there are some uh, exceptions. And in terms of value especially, uh, you can find parts including oil and oil filters, if you're careful that have a high customer satisfaction rating, and they're highly regarded, and they're a hell of a lot less expensive than what the manufacturer charges you. One thing you could say about all OEM parts, that stands for Original Equipment Manufacturer, the Ford dealer sells them to the Ford dealer, and the Ford dealer has to buy them, and he has to use them on the Ford cars. Uh, shop around, uh, you'll be surprised. Go on Amazon. Uh, let's see. Uh, What's the uh, big part, uh, 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 rockauto.com, R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O, www, I know I'm not supposed to say that, but www.rockauto.com. Shop around for some prices, and then Google it, and then be sure you get a quality uh, product uh, with good reviews. Rick? Just a, a, a quick corollary to that. Um, Toyota uses Nip and Denso compressors for the air conditioning systems. Uh-huh. Toyota air AC compressors are hugely expensive. You can buy this the exact same Nip and Denso compressor from Cold Air Distributors for half the price. Wow, Cold Air. It is the exact same part. It just comes in a Nip and Denso box instead of a Toyota box, uh-huh. but it's the identical part. 
Does our does our parts manager know about that? Oh, we do it all the time. Oh, fantastic! Hey, I hey, love the show. I learned something. Caller learned something. What a wonderful show this is. As long if I see, I'm if, gonna start if listening we're getting to the an show aftermarket part, as long as I see that it's a company, Nippendenzo or Akibono, one it. of the companies that I know provides Toyota with their parts, uh -huh. I know it's a quality part, and I have no problem yeah. installing it on a customer's yeah, car. Yeah, you forget about the fact that the manufacturers don't manufacture all these parts. They have sub-manufacturers, and they put their name on it. But if you look, you can usually find the real manufacturer stamped on the product. Mm -hmm. And that way you shop and compare. And then Nipodenso, that's a great, and cold, like just like cold, Cold Air Distributors yep. sells Nip and Denso that Toyota marks up, what, 50% over what? At least. Yep. At least. Wow. Love it. Moving right along. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're a big part of the show. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772 497-6530 and if uh, you want to help us out you can join Earl's Vigilantes and you can do so by going to www.earlsvigilantes.com or uh, you can go to Earl on Cars and if you want to well help out your community help us out and protect people from these uh, wild and crazy cowboys that are out there yeah, those the eyes and the ears and all parts of dealers. the world and here's, I just had, I had a thought the other day about our vigilante group, um, Earl's Vigilantes. We can have undercover vigilantes, and I think some of our potential vigilantes out there are a little shy, and they just don't want to be identified as being whatever you want to say, you know, but they want, they'd like to help. Use the anonymousfeedback.com. You can be an undercover vigilante. And now we have the vigilante hats coming out with a logo Sue, are you listening? Mm -hmm. We're going to have some plain hats with no identification for our undercover vigilantes. <laughs> but we'll have a, you know, with a name blocked out. And we'll have the, so we'll have a big, like a covert <laughs> CIA uh -huh. kind of vigilante. And who will advise us via anonymousfeedback.com. Yeah. But, but don't wear them into the dealerships because they'll figure that out. Well, eventually. Yeah. So ladies and <laughs> Leave it in the car. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're tired, very, very tired, like a lot of us are with uh, these uh, dealers that are dishonest, Earl's Vigilantes. Uh, you can sign up. We'd love to have you take part in uh, this, uh, well, exciting, exciting group. If you want to be uh, a public vigilante, we'll put you on the website with your name, your contact information that you choose to be con contacted we by. Could, yep, and then we you can then you can be there for people in your locality. If you're in Paducah, Kentucky, then the folks in Paducah can call you, and then we are your liaison. You can call us anytime uh, for help or assistance. And, you know, uh, vigilantes can also be checking out the evil car dealers in their communities. And it could be like a report about shenanigans at different car dealerships. So the vigilantes are going to have a wide area of responsibility and authority. Yeah, there you go. Shenanigans. We got to eliminate it. Uh, I'm sure that Jonathan will second the motion. <laughs> and we can also do mystery shopping reports long distance uh, online. And uh, yeah, I did one in Wisconsin the other day. And uh, uh, we'll, uh, so that's another duty for Earl's vigilantes is to point out uh, dealers that are just uh, 
not doing the right thing. You might even text us a copy of an ad. Uh, you might uh, email us or something like that. And we can go into different communities around the United States and we can do some uh, mystery shops and uh, expand a whole... Well, it's amazing how this show is growing. We're going to have to go to three hours pretty soon. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to do a marathon, 24 yes. hours. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, on a more serious side, uh, you can help out the uh, consumers in your community. So go to www.earlsvigilantes.com. We need your help. Back okay. to Stu. Stu. Back to me. <laughs> Anonymous feedback. Um, why is every taxi cab in New York City a Toyota? Well. It seems that way. I haven't been uh, mentioning I have been in New York City in about three years. and uh, But I noticed how many Toyotas there are. I, I don't know. I guess it's, it's like uh, maybe uh, the taxi companies who look at consumer reports. I also see other models. I, 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 do, I say one thing. There are a lot of hybrids. Yeah. I see a lot of Priuses. Yeah, but you see mm -hmm. other hybrids there too. I was there uh, just a few months ago, and um, oh, that's right, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was the same situation as hybrids is what I mainly mainly saw. So I guess to answer your question, I think Toyota makes more hybrids than anybody, so it just kind of makes sense, and yeah. they're good cars. But I saw a lot of Rav4 hybrids up in New York last time, in yeah. addition to the Priuses. Stu, in light of everything that's going on, uh, did it really was it a dramatic change that you saw when you were back in New York just a few months ago? Yeah, it was definitely quieter. It wasn't as crowded as it used to be. I mean, there's people out there, but it wasn't, you know, dead. But it was, here's the key. I was able to drive around myself in, in my car uh, without problems and without that, too much stress in New York City traffic. So that yeah. tells you something that it was definitely. That's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Uh, definitely. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 877-960-9960. Or, as I said earlier, you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. Okay. Well, let's do a YouTube. Rick's got a oh, YouTube here. I didn't see your little sign <laughs> over there. <laughs> Michael is asking, what's with service department shop charges on many, if not most or all, Florida dealers? To me, it's added dealer profit. This 10% charge is a sticking point with me. Yeah, it's uh, the dirty little secret of the service department. The dirty little secret of the sales department, of course, is their hidden dealer fees. And the service department does the same thing. Almost all car dealers, uh, I mentioned the American Automobile Association earlier. A nice thing about the AAA is they tell your car dealers, uh, they tell anybody that wants to be a AAA affiliate with a car dealer, that they cannot have these hidden fees in the service department. So that's one place you can check. Uh, the chances are 999 out of 1,000 when you go into a service department, be it independent or otherwise, there's one of those sneaky charges. And here's my advice on how not to pay the charge. Uh, you, you look at the, your service invoice before you give me a credit card, and it'll say something innocuous, something that you don't know what it is. You're going to say exactly that. Hey, what is this? I don't know what that is. It's going to say like uh, hazardous waste disposal fee. It'll say sundry supplies. It'll say miscellaneous fees, nuts, bolts, and uh, you know whatever. Uh, uh, what am I like a waste disposal fee? Uh, I could go on and on. It's like the dealer fee of the sales department. They come up with these ingenious names, but none of which make sense. So when you uh, get to the cashier, you just say, I'm not going to pay that. Take it off the bill. Nine times out of ten, they will. Because they know they're, they're stealing from you. And they know you're going to get mad if you find it. But 
The beauty is, like I say, the beauty of a hidden fee is you can't find it, and that's the reason the dealers get away with it. Now, the service department, typical formula, 10% of the cost. Uh, you, if you pay 50 bucks, then the hidden fee will be five bucks, miscellaneous, hazardous waste disposal, and it'll be at the bottom. And what's so insidious about it is that most people don't say anything because it is a small amount, relatively small amount. But when you think about like a dealer fee, uh, a, a car dealer sells 100 cars a month and he charges $1,000. That's a ton of money. But they service a lot more cars than that, so that really adds up. So people don't say anything because it's 5 bucks, 8 bucks, yeah. or 10 bucks. The dealer that sells yeah. 100 cars a month is, is having 100 repair orders a day. Yeah. So he can make, if he could average 10 bucks on each repair order, 100 repair orders, that's $1,000. He's making a thousand dollars a day, yeah. pure profit, and thirty thousand dollars a week for doing nothing for printing and, something on his on his yeah, invoice. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's highway robbery. It's uh, it's dishonest. It's unethical, and all the above. We don't talk about it enough. I'm so happy we had that text. We talk about hidden fees and dealer fees all the time. They're over a thousand dollars, so we talk about them. But you only buy a car every four or five years. You get your car service two or three times a year. So they're screwing you two or three times a year on the service hidden fee. Great information. You know, it's amazing to sit here uh, Saturday in, Saturday out, and be surrounded by uh, four experts and uh, with all kind of information, and it's free. And also added to it, it protects you from the pandemic. You don't have to go into a dealership <clears throat> uh, and uh, subject yourself uh, to maybe you know, an environment, well, you wouldn't want to. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you have a question, give us a call, 877-960-9960. And ladies, again, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we have the phone lines lit up, and uh, we have Laurie. And guess what? She's a first-time caller. Good morning. And she's calling us from Tampa. Yes, hi, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Congratulations. Thank you. you won Thank yourself you. $50. That's terrific. Thank you. And your question? Well, um, I have a 2011 Honda Odyssey, and I'm thinking it may be time to start looking for a new car. Mm-hmm. Am I better off going through the Costco per auto purchase program, or am I better off doing an, a search online more anonymously, you know, where you're, I can get a price from, say, three different dealers? Costco is a great option, uh, but I'll let the uh, recovering car dealer answer that question. Yeah, we had a call okay. earlier on the show on that very subject from Pennsylvania. and. Uh, oh. He had bought a car for his daughter. His daughter got a really good price from the Costco dealer on a Ford, and he called uh, another dealer or two and actually improved the price. So my answer is uh, you should do both. Uh, you should go to your Costco dealer in your market. And remember, you don't have to go to just one Costco dealer. When you go to the Costco.com, when you go online to Costco, you'll put your zip code in. They'll give you the dealer nearest your zip code. But by putting a different zip code in, you can get other Costco dealers, and that would be another way to have your cake and eat it too. You not only get a Costco dealer, but you get another Costco dealer with a different price. 
the rule is that, for a Costco dealer, they have to give you the lowest price that they sell your that car to anybody for. But another dealer might have a lower price. So get at least three prices, including the Costco price, preferably from another Costco dealer or two, but at the very least from two other dealers that sell the same Odyssey. Yeah, Laurie, there's okay. uh, so much information out there, and uh, Earl has written so many uh, uh, so many articles on the Costco auto buying program, and it's definitely worth looking into. Uh, you can go to Earl on Cars, and you can uh, read that article. Uh, it was a recent article, uh, Costco auto buying program, your best bet for a low price. So I certainly hope okay. we've helped you. Yes, and I, I have one other question, if, if I can. Sure. Um, one feature of the Odyssey that I love, because I have two dogs going in and out of the car, is that passenger door opening, like almost like a pocket door, so you have a lot of clearance. Mm -hmm. Are there any cars, any SUV cars on the market that do that other than a minivan? Well, so it's like a sliding door? Yeah, I, I think yes. minivans so. are the The sliding door ones. feature is great. Yeah. I think the minivans are the only ones with sliding doors, except for some of the SUVs with the door, you know, with the back hatch and, you know, fold down seats. It would give you a lot more room and space for the pups. And okay. also, Laurie, um, a great source of information is the Consumer Report. And uh, the last couple of months has uh, been amazing because they have really focused on the um, SUVs. Uh, so you, you might want to uh, take a look at that also. Okay, that's a great idea. Thank you. You're welcome, Laurie. And uh, I want to thank you so much. You're, uh, you know, if you don't realize it, you are helping me to build a platform. And uh, right now there's a whole lot of ladies that are listening to our conversation, and uh, we need more ladies to give us a call and join in the conversation. So Merry Christmas and have a wonderful weekend. And uh, thank you. Merry Christmas to all of you, too. Send me your information. 877-960-9960. Uh, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Rick. Uh, NCR Disabled Submarine Vet is asking, I'm in New York and looking at a 2020 Mazda CX-9. And after I filled out a buyer sheet, I found three dents on the roof. Hmm. I put $1,500 down. Can I get my deposit back as I found another car, same car, at a different dealer? Uh, does he say if it's a new car or a used car? Uh, 2020, I'm going to guess a new car. He, yeah. he doesn't specify whether it's new or used. Well, if it's a new car uh, you're gonna, and you take a delivery of the car, of course, you're going to have the argument that uh, they weren't there when you took delivery. Uh, that's uh, you certainly should try because if they were there, then they certainly owe you reimbursement. Uh, uh, they should either fix the dents or give you your money back. Uh, but it, it is going to entail an argument. Uh, but bring it to their attention ASAP. I, I don't think he's taken delivery. Says he oh. just he filled out a buyer sheet. Okay. And he had put a deposit down. Oh, okay. But he hadn't taken delivery. Apparently. Oh, you're you're yeah. good. Uh, he, he should be good. another one. He should be good. I mean, it would be crazy if the dealer were, were to hold your feet to the fire. That's the term they use uh, when they uh, right. <laughs> don't want to agree with a customer, and uh, hold your feet to the fire. Say you sign, you put a deposit down. One thing I will say about deposits is check your slip, your receipt 
on deposits. Uh, deposits are required by law to say whether they're refundable or not. And you can have a non-refundable deposit. And uh, it seems crazy, doesn't it, that you would have a deposit on a product you didn't even take delivery on. But in Florida, well, I know the law very well. I'm not sure about other states. But uh, check the fine print on your receipt. Does it say refundable or not refundable? And if, you're asking, if they're asking for a deposit and they say it's refundable, say, write it on their receipt because the receipt says non-refundable, then you're good to go. And Frank Hall, when two dealerships have the same owner, will they compete as aggressively as when they don't? Thanks and Merry Christmas. Usually, strangers may seem, uh, although question. potentially not. And uh, there was a, a particular dealer in uh, Palm Beach County area that had two dealerships that were six miles apart from each other, the same make. Uh, uh, and uh, they, comp they competed viciously. And uh, one dealership was losing the money and the other dealership was making money. Finally, they sold the one dealership. But, uh, yeah, competition is a strange thing. It even goes beyond common sense and reason yeah. sometimes. That one made more sense because it was a, a publicly held one. That was the Penske Auto Group. Yeah. But, I mean, I was, yeah, but even with an individual owner, like when you had more than, uh, when you had Toyota and Pontiac, there was competition, but I don't think it was as fierce as it would have been, yeah. you know, with, uh, uh, you know, just two Yeah, competition owners. comes from the grassroots. Competition comes... Uh, if there's anything good to be said about competition, as I said earlier in the show, it can be your best friend. So if you know about this insanely competitive spirit between car salesmen, car sales managers, car dealerships, auto manufacturers, the sense of winning, of having selling more cars in this market is just to the point of extremes. You can turn that weapon against them and just kill them on the price and just get a heck of a price if you do uh, if you just go by the rules three competitive bids out the door prices bada bing yeah a great there, price there you go all kinds of great information here this morning folks earl stewart on cars you can't go wrong 877-960-9960 and we are going to go to a first time female caller and her name is caroline and she's from west palm beach Welcome to the show, Caroline, and congratulations. Hi. Thank Good. you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be on the show. Oh, thank you so much. What can we do for you? So I have a question. So my sister, she just landed her first ever full-time job out of college. She's a teacher, and she's looking for a new car. She currently has a 2011 Jeep Patriot. So we want to know what recommendations do you have for a good crossover that will you know, get her to school? And also, um, should she lease or should she buy? Okay. It's uh, a very good question. I will go to the default and almost uh, boring response, which is the first place I'd go is check uh, Consumer Reports just to find out which one. There's right now the Crossroad okay. SUVs are, like, that's the hottest thing right now. Um, they're kind of cool because uh -huh. uh, they're like little small SUVs. I don't even, I don't even call them crossovers. They're 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 like it's a miniaturized SUV, a little bit lower to the ground, and they're just huge. And you see them; every manufacturer has them. Um, off the top of my head, uh, you know, Honda and Toyota, um, Ford. I think Edge is, is in it as a crossover. They're all really good, um, and the difference is in the, is in the details. And Consumer Reports puts out a great um, comparison between all types of models. So that's always our first stop before we recommend 
any particular brand because okay. it changes every year. Yeah, the January issue of Consumer Reports, hot off the press, has an article that you really should read. It's the most mm -hmm. and least reliable cars. Now, you can argue about the most reliable cars, uh, and if just because right. a car is higher rated on Consumer Reports than another car, uh, you can argue about that. But I would never buy a car that was considered not recommended. And I think that mm -hmm. at least eliminate the ones you won't buy, and then let your own personal taste uh, choose between the Consumer Reports reliable cars, and that way you can't get hurt yeah. too bad. That's a really good point. It's and, like you're splitting hairs yeah. when you're looking at the most recommended, but exactly. if Consumer Reports is saying they're not recommending it, you don't even think, don't, don't even it. consider it. Yeah. And Caroline, uh, because uh, mm -hmm. Consumer Report has really concentrated on the uh, SUVs, and the uh, trucks in the December edition, um, that subscription would be very, very helpful to you. So you might want to take a look at that Great. and also uh, the latest uh, also that Earl mentioned. I hope we've answered your question. Well, the second part of the leasing, yes, yeah, the leasing, I think. Very Earl can, helpful. Yeah, Earl can definitely address the leasing part of it because there is a, a lot of pitfalls and it can be a very good way to get a, get a new car. But there's a lot of things that people don't expect, and, and they're not. It's not disclosed very well, usually by the by the salesperson, and so there's a lot of things to consider. And I'll let Earl take over from yeah, Caroline. Briefly, uh, I would recommend you buy rather than lease. That's my rule of thumb, and okay. there are exceptions to that. Uh, uh, you should uh, you should be very careful if you do decide to lease because the uh, uh, a lot of dangers involved. The, you have to remember one thing: the manufacturer and the car dealer really wants you to lease the car. They will try to push you mm -hmm. into a lease. Car dealers make about twice as much on a lease car profit than they do on a purchase car profit. So they'll push it in, in that direction. It's easier to make a, a big profit on a buyer, leaser, than it is on a buyer. You so might be, want be to careful. take- Be careful, just all, to be safe, just go ahead and buy the car. And uh, if you decide on the lease, Caroline, uh, what I would do is I'd go to mm -hmm. Ron Cars and, and check out his uh, articles that he has written because there's so many twists and turns in leasing. You mm -hmm. really have to be careful. I hope that we were wow. able to help you out this morning. Yes, thank you all so much. That was so helpful. And I need to prove of the car because you'll probably be my <laughs> personal Uber, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, That's right. You better uh, weigh in on that, Joel. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'll definitely be doing everything you suggested. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being part of the show, Caroline. Spread the word. And for anybody who's listening, thank you. we talk about Consumer Reports. For a digital-only subscription um, with Consumer Reports, it's only $39 a year, so that's like 3 bucks a month. So wow. yeah. it, it makes no sense not to get it. And um, and then you get all access. I think where you get the actual the printed copies, and that's for fifty nine dollars a year. Yeah, so. you know, for yeah, about a hundred bucks, you can have a Costco membership. There and you go. A, and a and a consumer reports subscription. I mean, armed with those two things, you're invincible in the market. Yeah. You don't even have to listen to the show anymore. Exactly. Uh, just, all just these tools that. are so we're free. So available know, to we're less than a hundred dollars a year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all these tools are really available to everyone, and they're uh, out there to protect you as we are every Saturday morning. We're going to go to Corey, who's calling us from Palm Beach. Good morning, Corey. Hi, good morning, everyone. Um, in, two, in, two, in 2014, I bought a um, S60 Volvo with very low mileage, about, about 4,000 miles. 
I, I have a six-year warranty, and it's about to expire uh, in March. I have 46,000 miles on the car. You can see I do very low mileage. And I wanted to know, is it worth it to get a new war- pay for a new warranty, or is it time for a trade-in? I would. Uh, I, I, I don't think that... Have you taken good care of the car? Have you maintained it according to the owner's manual? Absolutely. Have you had any problems with it up until now? No. I wouldn't buy an extended warranty. I would, I would uh, continue to take good care of it. Volvo is a quality product. Uh, it's very low mileage. And uh, you, you, you probably would end up spending a lot more on the extended warranty than you'd end up paying for the repairs on the car if you take care of it. And uh, Corey, okay, well, uh, yeah. you you can you know uh, warranties. Uh, you know what a slippery slope, it is just unbelievable. And if, as Earl said, you're not having a lot of problems with your vehicle, it's not a good idea. I think Rick had something to say. No, nope. it's uh, I agree with Earl on the warranty pro- warranty thing. It's uh, an older car like that, you know, only a few years old, and low mileage. I would just keep driving it. Until somebody comes along and says, I want that car and offers you a huge amount of money for it. 100% I agree with you, Rick. Uh, so I hope we've answered your question, Corey. Yes, I just wanted you to, uh, to say I appreciate your um, radio show every Saturday. I listen faithfully. I, every time I bring my car in for scheduled maintenance, I get a phone call saying, uh, do you want to sell it? So. Oh. Uh, <laughs> from the dealership and I say no because why would I sell it under warranty you know sure. mm-hmm. exactly now that'll last you no. a, a lot a lot longer you'll you'll be driving that car for another five or six years and I don't think you're gonna have any problems at all and uh, Corey you sound like an educated consumer thank you very much for your time and I appreciate it keep listening thank you Corey I do I will bye Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and uh, I think that Stu has some text. Yeah, let's let's get to it. Um, this is from Joe. Uh, text says, "Earl, I tried everything to stop wip- wipers from chattering. Even new ones started soon after installation. Do you have any tips? I have a BMW. Wiper man. <laughs> Clean your windshield a little better." Really? That's the number one factor. A dirty windshield will cause wiper chatter very quickly. Okay, that was the easy one. Now, what's that stuff I love on the windshield? I can never remember. Rain-X. 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 Will Rain-X make it quiet? It will, uh, but it's got to be applied properly. Oh, that's right, yeah. Read yeah. the instructions carefully. I love Rain-X. Take your time and do it right. I mm-hmm. love Rain-X. You should put some on your glasses. I got some stuff for my glasses. I haven't tried it yet. Okay. All right, uh, this is from Bob in Maryland. He says, what's a good adhesive to use if the material on the top of the center console is coming off? Now, I texted Alan, who is our collision and insurance expert who has not been on a show. And gosh, when's the last time Alan was on a show? Let's get him back on. He's probably listening right now. He hates me. Um, He says 3M uh, sells a spray adhesive, but he's seen mixed results from it. Uh, he said this is one of his recommendations, he says, is to just um, save the aggravation and buy a new one, he says, because it's not going to be reliable. He says, or you can go to a professional upholstery shop. Um, he recommends one. There's one local here called Statewide Auto Upholstery that can take again. care of that. It's 
It's called statewide auto upholstery. Statewide auto upholstery. Yeah. So if you have tears, um, we uh, we sublet these repairs out to the you know for like damage to the interior of cars. The headliner sometimes comes off or uh, a leather piece gets ripped, and they come in and they take care of these things. Um, but if you want to save some money. Maybe give the 3M spray a try, Bob, and if it's uh, too much of a pain in the butt, then uh, maybe go to the, the next route and get a professional to try and help. And I go on Amazon. I'm an Amazon maniac, and, you know, I, I've been putting products in there. It's amazing how user-friendly their search engine is on Amazon. And you you could just say, uh, I got a problem on my dash, and, and just kind of in your own words. Don't try to be too smart. Just be a person because... The artificial intelligence in the search engine is so sophisticated, when you put something in your own words, it takes you to those products. Then you just look at the ratings. You sort by uh, four stars. That's what I always do. Four stars plus, and then you read the reviews. And then you will only get re see the reviews from people that bought the product, which prevents packing the, the uh, reviews like a lot of... Uh, merchants do, retailers do, to make themselves look good. They actually have to have a recorded yep. purchase before they'll put the review up. There's another good tip, too, by the way, is also the questions and answers. So there's a series of questions. Likely, It's very likely that the question that you have has been asked and answered, so read those. Exactly. And I get the questions all the time with stuff I buy on Amazon. I'll get an email, and it'll ask me a question. Somebody will ask a question. Yeah. And most people, I do. I go in there, I answer the question, and uh, yeah. it's a good resource. Also, look at the dates of the reviews Make sure they're not all clumped together in like a six-month period. Make sure they're spread out yeah. over a year or two. That's true. I only look at four plus, uh, four stars plus, mm -hmm. products with four stars plus. I don't look at anything else. Not interested in the, yeah. Don't want any of that crap. Okay, Anne-Marie does not have a question for us, but she does say, good morning. No questions this morning. I like the Christmas street scene behind Earl. Merry Christmas to one and all. Uh, Merry Christmas, Emery. Thank you. We also had another text uh, from somebody that says, "Great background, Earl. Most festive." That's on Jonathan. Good one. I love it. You can't see what you're what, what I'm seeing right now, but it is one of the most Christmassy, festive it, it, things It is ever. really nice. Thank you, Jonathan. Is there snow coming down? Yes. <laughs> no, but it's like a, it's a street scene, and there's like Christmas lights and it's, it's reds beautiful. and greens. I yeah. can't stop looking at it. Hey, you know, talking about good things. Uh, there was an article in the USA Today, and I must share it with you. You know, there's never been any attention given to headlights. And uh, Earl uh, was responsible for handing me this article from USA Today. And vehicle headlights are finally getting better. Can you believe it? I bet Rick is happy about that. And uh, guess what? All this information is based on uh, the uh, nighttime driving, uh, and there's been more than a, qu uh, a, a quarter of them taking place on lit road, a, 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 a pretty good significant percentage. And there's been more accidents because of the headlights that in the past haven't been adequate. So you might want to pick up that article in the USA Today. And, uh, by the way, that was in uh, the uh, uh, December uh, 16th, I think it was. Uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not positive. December 16th, yes. Or else, uh, if you don't have an old edition, you can just go to that uh, handy-dandy PC and uh, look up usatoday.com. Okay, back to Stu. All right, anonymous feedback. Here's a good one. I don't know if we have, if we have enough time, but I think Aunt, I think there might be a caller. Is there a caller? 
Uh, no, I was talking to Jonathan. Oh, I thought you were raising your hand. <laughs> ah. This is a good one for Earl. Don't take too much time on this one. Earl, did you ever personally sell cars yourself? I have a hard time picturing you young with white shoes, a tacky tie, and wide lapels. LOL. <laughs> well, that was me. And I had the sensibility. Flex. Yeah, I can picture it because all my yeah. childhood pictures, he looks like that. Yeah. He's still yeah. selling cars, folks. Yeah, I, sold, I sold used cars, and I wasn't a very good salesman. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, selling uh, cars, I mean, selling anything. Salesmanship is, uh, I think you're born with it. And I never had that personality. I was a, I was a very mediocre salesman. I was right in the middle of the board. We, could, we say I was an average yeah. salesperson. How, so, how would you rate yourself now? Uh, Better. I'd probably be a very good salesperson. Absolutely. Oh, look at that. Very, oh. very good. What would you probably, think? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing business from our home, folks, and uh, we're really into it. So, uh, I think you'd definitely be a, a better salesperson now. Uh, you're, you're more at ease. I, I, you know, I think like I had a similar experience. I was a middling salesperson, and a lot of it had to do with I just wasn't comfortable with with the with the puffery that you talk about exactly, all the time. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm way more low key, and you are as well. I think you can sell cars without as much puffery these days. So mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Did you mention yeah. middle age? We were ahead. Aren't you 18? I was. You were ahead of your time. <laughs> we were. We were ahead of your time. You feel uh, uncomfortable. I do. It's it's great feeling comfortable today, folks. It is a good feeling. All right. Uh, does, this is more anonymous feedback. Does anyone make big locks for cars, like the kryptonite locks for bikes, to use it as a theft deterrent? And at first, I thought that was a, uh, a joke question because I just pictured a giant like exterior lock. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well but they have, and it's called the club. I mean, it's been around forever. It was like a big uh, TV, you know, 1-800 thing, order a club. And... Uh, yeah, it's a, it is a de deterrent because a, a thief looks in the window and he sees this big, giant, metal, powder-coated rod on your steering wheel, and he probably will move on to the next car. He just want to have to wrestle around with that thing. So, yes, it's, I think there's other manufacturers, but Club is the famous one, mm -hmm. the Club. Yeah, the nice thing about something like that is that if I'm a car thief and I'm going through the uh, auto mall and I'm looking for a car to steal, I'm going to try to find one that doesn't look like it has a club or a lock or a Is that alarm. what car thieves call parking so, lots? <laughs> so the best thing, you know, you, you, you could probably just get a, you could probably get a pretend club and a broomstick and stick it in there and they yeah. say, uh, I'll, I want to get that one, I'll go there, steal that one because it looks like it's protected. Yeah. One of the simplest aftermarket items I saw was a little flashing LED light yeah, there that you go. plugged into a cigarette lighter oh, outlet yeah. that would simply simulate... Pulse. A car alarm. You gotta remember, like remember car, car thieves are not exactly rocket scientists anyway. So you know, if you can, it's easy to trick uh, yeah. a guy dumb enough to steal a car, right? And so trick him. You know, why spend thousands of dollars on anti-theft protection when a little blinking light you pay ten dollars and ninety-five cents for will scare away an idiot car thief? Yeah, it, it's not going to stop the professional guy that wants yeah. that specific car. Yeah, if he's if he's a pro, then but. Yeah, the kids that are trying to get a car for a joyride, it's going to stop them. Yeah, that's right. You have to be able to think like a, like a thief. <laughs> yep. Which you guys mm. are apparently really good at doing. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, next anonymous feedback: uh, Do car batteries ever need to be refilled? I never had to do this, and I was wondering if I was in danger of it running out. My car is only two years old. Thanks in advance for your help. Uh, Rick, can answer that. The answer is yes to some extent, and I guess. If the if the battery has plastic caps on top, plastic, 
then there's there's like a cap that yeah. will just pop up with a little screwdriver. Then yes, you should top it up with distilled water, which simple bottled water is good enough. And like our earlier caller said, get an old turkey baster or a simple uh, good size syringe, get rid of the needle and just suck up some water and just squirt it down in. How much water do you need to add to a battery? It depends on how low it is. You want to bring it up to where it's about a half an inch to an inch from the top. So a turkey baster works great because you can watch how much is going in there and fill it without making a mess and try not to overfill it because remember, the stuff that's coming up out of there is battery acid. You know, every time I hear the word turkey baster, every time I hear the turkey baster, I was, was going to set you up for that. Dad. We talked about it earlier, and I just I, uh, years ago uh, I I had a, I have chronic sinus problems, and I had this great idea many years ago, and I got a turkey baster, and I filled it with uh, uh, salty water, and I shot that up my nose with a turkey baster. It almost killed me. I don't know what it was. I, I came. Ooh. I very nearly lost consciousness. Yeah, I, I just, just stepped out for a moment. I'm not as smart as I sound. I know you think I'm a smart guy. I'm not. A, yeah, I was going to set you up for that. I was going to say, you know, these turkey basters are pretty versatile. Earl, <laughs> have you ever used one for other? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I stepped out for a moment, folks. A, and by the way, I when I opened the up the front door yeah. and uh, came into the apartment, this I happened. I saw my body on the on the kitchen floor. Um, yeah. uh, Earl's hands were bleeding. Um, he had put uh, liquid dish detergent, uh, that stuff you pour in the sink, um, in the here. dishwasher. We're not doing this. Is, we've already done the turkey base there. We don't. And yeah. um, the place was flooded with soap suds. Yeah. So guess what we did? We took advantage of the bubbles. Thank you for that. You know. Okay. <laughs> Use your imagination. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I see about the clock. It's 9.38. We can wrap it up really quick. We have a couple more. Uh, is it possible to install an auxiliary fuel tank in my truck? I would like to extend my driving range. No, because it would be illegal because the federal government won't let you make your truck unsafe. And they have uh, tanks now that are very, very strictly regulated manufacture and performance, and you can't be adding annex tanks. However, there is one thing you can do if you have a pickup truck. Uh, talk to like Rayside Truck and Trailer, places like that. They have special, they are legal fuel tanks that can be installed in your truck that will seal properly, and you can then pump that fuel directly into your gas tank to I refuel know. it. I didn't know that. Okay, so it's like extra fuel storage, but it's not connected to, exactly. the, to the system. I got you. All right, the last question we have is a text. It could take the rest of the show up. I'll read it out loud and leave it to you how much you want to answer it. It's a very, very broad question. Please explain the least return process for me again, and that's from Danny. Be very careful. Uh, I'll, I'll, seriously, I'll make it quick. Uh, be sure you get a lease inspection, an official lease inspection uh, that the leasing company dictates. Be sure you're present for that lease inspection. Take pictures and video. Verify the uh, information. Have them sign off on it. You sign off it. Take pictures to document the condition of your car when you turn it in, including tread depth, odometer, uh, everything about that car that you could possibly be charged for. And one last bit of advice. Get all of your information on what you're supposed to do from the leasing company and not the dealer. In some cases, dealers will give you information, but most people who end up getting screwed with extra charges listen to a salesperson, didn't follow the steps that Earl just said, and they wound up getting a big bill yeah. a couple of months later. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, you know, I, I know I said to make it brief, but 
we see this as the biggest problem on lease cars. Leasing companies, shame on all of you, including Toyota. They take advantage of people when they turn their cars in. They over, they inflate the cost of above average wear and tear. And you get a bill for $1,000. If you argue, they'll cut it in half. Sometimes they'll take it off. Sometimes they won't. But it's, it's one of the, the, the dirty little secrets about leasing companies is they screw you on the return on above average wear and tear. Take advantage of you. Not right. Great information here, ladies and gentlemen. Our okay, phone lines. Short of time here. Our phone lines are closed, and we want you to participate with the mystery shopping report. You're important, and uh, the mystery shopping report comes from Coral Springs Nissan, Costco style. So stay tuned. Here is the recovering car dealer. Last week we took a break from our series of Costco auto program themed mystery shops, when we sent Agent Lightning, our female agent to the west coast of Florida for a visit to Fachillo Nissan of Clearwater. Given uh, Billy Fachillo's hunger, uh, huger, <laughs> huger than life reputation, we expected more craziness than we got. Fachillo Nissan did better than we expected, and we put them on a recommended dealer list. Don't get me wrong, we were treated to some old-fashioned bait-and-switch advertising, a huge addendum for a practically worthless dealer install package, and some colorful salesmanship, which was entertaining. But in the end, Fachillo Nissan gave Agent Lightning a pretty good close uh, price. Uh, that surprised everybody. And we, that's the reason we passed them, really. Another reason we expected a rougher experience last week was because we shopped a Nissan dealership. Overall, we've observed Nissan dealerships tend to behave a little more aggressively. Uh, and that's just one word, an adjective I'd come up with. I'd say uh, unethically and a lot of other things and uh, a lot of car dealerships with regard to advertising sales tactics. We see this sort of thing in our mystery shopping reports. We've received calls and comments from listeners who call our Nissan, call out Nissan dealerships for poor customer experience. It was only natural to choose a new Nissan uh, to do our next Costco style mystery shop. Agent Lightning was given their permission, pick out uh, any new Nissan on the CostcoAuto.com and go through the process. Just leave it up Agent Lightning. Pick out the car and go try to buy it on Costco. Here's a report, speaking as if I am Agent Lightning. At 1.30 p.m. on Wednesday, I filled out the inquiry from on a form on CostcoAuto.com for a new 2020 Nissan Altima 2.5S and immediately received a confirmation email from the Costco Auto program. CostcoAuto.com, if you're going to buy a car, go to CostcoAuto.com. The email acknowledged my inquiry and indicated that Coral Springs Nissan was the approved Costco dealer. It explained what would happen next. The authorized dealer contact would reach out to me shortly to schedule an appointment. It explained I would need to bring my Costco membership card to the dealership and that I'd be shown a member-only price sheet. So I waited to hear from one of the seven authorized dealer contacts that were listed in the Costco email. I think his name and pictures, actually, too. Pictures, nice. Choose a female or a male, is your choice. I didn't hear from anyone at the dealership. I checked on my email several times during the afternoon and evening and nothing. Next morning around 10.30, I called the Costco Auto Program to find out what to do. Nice thing about the Costco Auto Program. You call them, they're there, they give you advice, they help you with the dealer. You don't have that with most auto buying programs. 
The woman at Costco I spoke with was very nice, apologized. She offered to resubmit my inquiry, and I thanked her. Still, I received nothing from Coral Springs Nissan. The next morning at 8.30, I attempted to contact the dealership directly. I called the numbers given for the authorized dealer contacts. There was no answer at one number, but it was 8.30 in the morning. I considered that they may not be open yet. Then I called the other number, which appeared to be for Jesus. Jesus answered and sounded very sleepy. I told him about my Costco inquiry and that I hadn't heard from anyone. I told him I got his number from the Costco response. Jesus said he was sorry, but he was off. He said he called me the next day. So I got Jesus at home on his cell phone, apparently. In bed. I waited a while longer than called the main number again. This time Adam answered. Adam was not one of the authorized contacts, but he said he could help me. I went over everything with him, expressed my frustration that it's taken two days to speak with someone, anyone. Adam looked at me in their system. I said they did not, and said they did not have an email address for me, but Costco had already said they have it, but he didn't have it. Just the phone number I provided. I gave them a Google Voice number I used for mystery shops. That's a great idea, by the way, Google Voice number. If you, if you want to give a number, they can call you on, but they can't find you. It's just a number you don't normally use. He said they'd been calling me for two days. Uh, I don't believe it. I gave my email address and said someone would get back to me soon with the pricing and information on the 2020 Altima I wanted. I waited for two hours. was not contacting Adam uh, uh, as he promised. I called Costco again, and another nice woman told me about my problem. She confirmed. See, I just tried to lick my finger with my mask on. I have to turn the page. I got it. Oops. Coral Springs Nissan received my inquiry and said they had my correct email address. She did not understand why the deal was not getting back to me and offered to escalate the issue and find another Nissan dealer. I declined, told the woman I would go to Coral Springs. Now, this is in contrast to Al Hendrickson when we shopped for Costco. Bada bing. Immediate response everything was seamless, everything was efficient in the Costco Auto Program with Al Hendrickson Toyota. So, I, I believe it's Coral Springs Nissan. It's just kind of a confused, disorganized group of people. Uh, I arrived at the dealership at 2 p.m. Entered the showroom. The receptionist was asked and sitting Mass, sorry. masked <laughs> and uh, sitting proper, sitting behind a large plexiglass shield. From what I could see, everyone was properly masked. I told the receptionist why I was there. Filled her in a little on the difficulty I had getting to someone to contact me. She called for Adam. The same guy promised me on the phone that I'd be getting pricing emailed to me. Didn't happen. Uh, Adam seemed astonished that I never heard from anyone. He told the receptionist to call a salesperson to come help me. I overheard her telling someone named Shamal to come to the front desk. Shamal came out to greet me. I went through the whole story again. He asked me, uh, led me to a desk, started working on his computer, found my name in the system, then started looking through the inventory. After a while, she groaned. I asked, what's wrong? Shamal said, there was only one 2020 Ultimate stock. It wasn't even an S model. It would cost a little more. A little red flag there, right? Shamal assured me that I'd get the Costco deal on that one, too. He took my driver's license stuff, said he'd be right back. I waited for just over 15 minutes before Shamal returned to tell me they had sold the last 2020 Altima that morning. And we checked later after the show was over, or after the shop was over, and found out they showed 29. Nine. They, they have nine of them. Nine. None of them were S's. They were all more expensive models. No, no, no. At this point, I was ready for anything. I asked him what I should do. 
Shimala recommended getting a 2021 model and said he'd be able to do better than Costco pricing. And by the way, just because they don't have a vehicle in stock doesn't mean they can't locate one, and they should. They should be able to find one at another dealership and swap cars or get the car from them. All dealers are the same make do this, they cooperate. In this case, there was no mention it, of it, any it is getting a little bit tough with some of the 2020 models. It could be. Yeah. It could be, but there was no effort made. No effort. Yeah. Shamal led me outside. We found a 2021 Altima S MSRP 26205. There was an addendum of 1495 for the Coral Springs Nissan Advantage. The BS addendum level. Worthless products. These are especially worthless, like uh, first-time oil change is the biggest value. <laughs> Lifetime car washes, that's smoke. Lifetime shuttle service, all car dealers give you shuttle service, mm -hmm. so that's free anyway. They're going to give it to you for uh, $1,495. A lifetime multi-point inspection, Come on. Yeah, you know what that is? That's the <laughs> way to find out on your car something they can fix and charge you a lot of money for. Every car dealer does a free multi-point inspection so they can find something to fix and charge you a lot of money. So uh, that's one of the most <laughs> undervalued addendum stickers I've ever seen. You are, uh, you're paying a lot of money for that privilege. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were on a very short one-mile test drive during which Jamal did not wear a seatbelt. Now, this is strange. Uh, causing the seatbelt chime to ring incessantly. Now, Nancy does that, and it drives me insane. Bong, bong, yeah. bong. And for the whole test drive, uh, Shamal is sitting there with no seatbelt on and going bong. Maybe, maybe he's deaf. I was going to say, maybe he has a hearing disability. We returned to the desk and Shamal waved over his sales manager, Ray. Ray was uh, ready for a Costco. Ray was, was ready for with a Costco member only price sheet in his hand. This is something you have to see, insist on seeing, and Costco will remind you to ask for that. The Costco member-only price sheet. Uh, it appeared to be on the same vehicle we just drove, MSRP and Venn Match. There was a $2,904 discount taking off MSRP. Then they added uh, $647, half the price of the worthless addendum package. So $647 for an addendum package for worth one, zero. For one oil change. <laughs> yeah. Basically what's for it. $647. So I'm going to send the shopping report to Costco, and I'm going to report this dealership because, really, they're violating the program, and you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Then they subtracted a $1,750 Nissan rebate, bringing my Costco member price to only to $22,198. To that, two hidden fees were added, a $799 dock fee and a $349 tag agency fee, I asked about the addendum package, and Ray proudly stated that as a Costco member, I got that for half price, yeah. <laughs> Worth zero, and price was 1200 you sent it to me for $600. Uh, that, uh, that's not going to happen. I said I didn't want any of it, but he said he's never seen them take that off for anyone, but he would ask. Ray asked me to leave through a packet that listed a bunch of company names. I love this. I wish I didn't have to rush this report because it is truly hilarious. He asked me to let him know if I or someone in my family worked at any of these. I saw Walgreens listed and told him I had a family member who worked there. Ray said yes, and then he could get another $600 off. <laughs> now that's total nonsense. No verification. He just said, yeah, my, I have a family member that works at Walgreens, right. 
Ray and Shamal excused them again. They returned in about five minutes with a bare-bones worksheet. Ray said he was able to get them. Yeah, like, who is them? He's the manager. <laughs> well, it's the next level. He's going to, yeah. That was uh, uh, Kenny Page, the owner, to take off the whole addendum for me. How about that? They actually took off the addendum worth nothing. So now you went from a uh, value of nothing added to a uh, free nothing added instead of $647. I feel better about the free. Yeah. The top line was MSRP, 26205 There was a $5,254 discount, which was added 1437 in taxes. And this is strange, $1,741 in fees. Now, there are more hidden fees there, folks. Trust me. There was no explanation of what constitutes fees. Okay? Out the door was 24129 Okay, now I guess the same thing with this. Very thick report we got here, and I usually don't have this number of pages to turn, but after reviewing the worksheet, Ray informed me that he was authorized to take another $500 off if I bought it right then and there and now. Now listen carefully, because you're, you're going to love this. He said he was a salesman, and salesman understood that if the customer leaves, they'd really come back, especially at uh, Coconut Creek Nissan. <laughs> they run screaming out the door, yeah. and they never come back. Uh, he said that by offering me this, okay, it's Costco listing. Actually, Costco is listing because I spoke to Costco last week, and he told me he listened to the show, the Costco representative. Uh, so listen carefully. He said that uh, by offering me this uh, extra $500 discount, he was technically breaking the Costco agreement. So we have a, co a confession of, of breaking the Costco agreement because the Costco price has to be the lowest price. So he's saying that I gave you the lowest price I'll set to anybody, but I just told this customer I was going to give him a better price. And he's probably not telling the truth anyway, but if he were telling the truth, yeah. he'd be violating the Costco price. Yeah, he's screwing all the other customer customers who paid Ex more. All the other customers paid more. And that's the whole purpose of the Costco price. I said he was generous, but I never buy a car on the first day I go car shopping. You're all so smart. Agent Lightning uh, couldn't have said it better. You never, ever buy a car the same day. I thanked him and I left. Epilogue. It was difficult to decipher the bare bones worksheet. If we total out what the price is applying the additional discounts promised by Ray, we get an out-the-door price of about $400 less than what's on the worksheet. There has to be more hidden fees, as I said earlier, and that $1,741 just said fees. For what it's worth, the last price given to Agent Lightning was about $600 lower than the prices we found on TrueCar for a new 2021 Nissan Altima S. And my last two blogs, or my last recent blogs, said that Costco was the best place program to buy a car, and I said that TrueCar was almost as good. Well, that followed suit here, but that wasn't a bad price. And so, in spite of all the other shenanigans and deception and BS, uh, somehow Agent Lightning came out with a fairly decent price. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at grades that are coming in. Um, yeah. We have uh, an F from Jonathan in Wellington, and then over here on Facebook, Linda gives them a what the heck, fat F. And uh, real quick, this is nothing to do with the shopping report, but Anne Marie did text. She said she read an interview with Colin Powell. 
of General Colin Powell, who did the exact same thing you did with the dish, dishwasher, put dish soap in it, and flooded their kitchen with soap. So you're in <laughs> you're good company with the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and Secretary of State. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give him. Uh, we got the F's are coming in. Got you know what? I'm done with the curve. F. Oh boy, she <laughs> has run on F for a long time. No, okay. I don't like them. So F from me. Okay, move on. Right. Move on. <laughs> uh, I've got Donovan Lewis. They get an F for fees. Tim Gilliland. Too many red flags for me. D minus. Nate Ward. This was a dumpster fire from start to finish. I tried. They need to lose their Costco dealership status. D minus. And for myself, I'm. I'm going to go with a D minus myself, just barely passing, because I think they gave her a good price, but they just played so many games. You, you've got if you know what you're doing, you can work the system and work them. Missy, F. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a, I'm doing F too, and I I tell you why I'm doing it is because they uh, so abused uh, and contorted and 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 uh, the Costco auto member. Buying program is a great program, and they and they just tore it apart, yeah. and they they didn't execute it. Uh, they they offered to break the rules. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just for no other reason because we're recommending on this show the Costco auto buying program is the best and not the only one. You should always shop and get three prices, three different prices. Remember, if you're a Costco member, you can put in different zip codes. You can get three different Costco prices from three different Costco membership dealers. Even and maybe maybe one of them's a little bit too far, but if you get that price, then you at least know uh, what you can get, buy the car for if you did buy it from that dealer. So uh, I'm going to fail them, put them on the do not recommend list. Yeah, for me it was the totality of everything from the the incompetence and, the, yeah. and ignoring her to everything. Yeah, so that's yeah. it's not hard for me. And one other thing I got to say about Nissan. Uh, I think the Nissan manufacturer has something to do with the overall underperformance and deceptive performance of, of uh, Nissan dealerships. They put too much pressure on the dealers. They, they have these stair-step incentives I've talked about on the show where they force dealers to go to, to outrageous means to sell enough cars so they don't get canceled as a Nissan dealer or they get the performance bonuses. So shame on Nissan. Uh, the manufacturer for creating a, a, a environment of deception among your dealers. Well said. That is Mystery Shop of Coral Springs Nissan, Costco style. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Stay safe. We'll see you again. Thank you.